You're listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. Faster, more intense. And action. All right, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today, oh boy, it is time. The time is now. James, what are we doing today? Star Wars The Force Awakens. The Force is awakening, along with our guests here. He has a big yawn. Uh, we got a big panel of guests. Big panel. A roundtable discussion we are going to have here. Actually a rectangular. <laughs> a rectangular shaped discussion. A nerd bonanza coming up. <laughs> um, so we're going to introduce you to some of these folks. Some you might recognize. Uh, some are new here today. So we will start with you on the right of James. Hi, I'm Josh. I helped out with The Martian and I'm still in executive space Good to see you, Josh. Welcome Next back. up, we've got the amazing Rick here. How you doing, Rick? Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Rick. I am the oldest person here. <laughs> I was the person, I was the eight-year-old who saw the original Star Wars. Excellent. Very formative experience. Woo! So I am, uh, I have many things to say. Excellent. Great. All right. Well, it's good to, good to meet you, Rick. Next Again, up. we work together with Rick. And Who's hello, this? hello. I am Patrick, and uh, I am the oldest person here, actually. Oh, whoa! <laughs> now, competition. I was nine years old when oh. I saw the Star Wars movie, oh, which wow. I still refer to as Star Wars because I was nine, and it was very formative for me as well. There you go. Excellent. Um, so we've got a lot of opinions that date all the way back to 1977. What is very nice to meet you, Patrick. Thank you for joining us here. Thanks, Patrick. And Patrick, since uh, Rick works with us here, um, does a lot of things. We, do, you don't work with us. It's true. What I'm do a you bit do? Of an interloper here. <laughs> um, God, who let him in here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Belkin spy. Mm, um, yes. I. Uh, is that legit? Yeah, that's legit. <laughs> check it, check it, check it. Check it, check it. Uh, <laughs> uh, judges are we should tell, checking on this. Tell our, list, tell our listeners at home. On. Uh, this is baby days. Josh brought some encyclopedias <laughs> with him, so we're, we're good to go here. But uh, what do you do, Patrick? So what do I do? I'm a photographer. Excellent. Um, I uh, photograph uh, bands, um, uh, live shows, and uh, lots of trees. So you know a little bit of something about the photographic uh, composition here. So that'll be good. And we'll discuss cinematography. And art. An artiste. Uh, yeah. Yes. I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> and our final guest. Wonderful. And who are you? I am Andrea, the token female as always. Wow. Our number one fan. <laughs> Woo! Wow. She's uh, bad. That's not voluntary. You guys have heard me on rom-coms and Rocky. Oh, that's related. What? <laughs> they both have R's. They're in the them. same. They both have R's. As does Star and Wars. Yes. All right. Uh. Excellent. Well, welcome back, Andrea. Welcome, everybody. Patrick, Rick, thank you for joining us today. Josh, welcome back again. Um, we're going to be doing something a little bit special with this podcast because I'm sure all of us could endlessly talk about the new Star Wars movie as well as all the other Star Wars movies. We would be here for eons, probably, um, epochs of time. So instead, what we're going to do is organize our thoughts a little bit for probably the first time ever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we've gone through our intros. We've met everybody here. So let's begin with some opening remarks about the, the crawl. force. Oh, the crawl, as the you crawl. will. <laughs> Get sued nice if we fonts. sing any music here. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start with some opening remarks, and I'd like to start with uh, Josh, and we will go around the table and hit up your your opening remarks, your 
overall first impressions um, about Star Wars The Force Awakens. Now, everybody's going to have about one minute to go oh through theirs God. in order to, to keep Lightning some ground. time. So, uh, so as you approach your minute, if you hear this sound, it means... Shut, Shut the hell up and move <laughs> on. No, I'm just kidding. I'm taking a presidential debate thing where that means maybe you should start thinking maybe about wrapping Maybe you should start, yes. And then all the lights will be flashing. Um, no, so we'll, uh, so we'll give you the, the, the bell, but you got about a minute to give your overall impressions of The Force Awakens, going into it and coming out of it. So, Josh, you go right ahead. Okay. So I have been prefacing all of my responses to this with I tried very hard to not let the prequels taint my experience. I tried to go in with as open and present a heart as possible. And right when we were talking about that crawl, the trumpets blaring when Star Wars popped on the screen, I think all of us had that surge of just like, oh my God, this is real now. And I got to say, overall, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It is a similar story in epic scale to the original ones. Some might say too similar, but when I walked out of that theater, I knew I had seen a real Star Wars movie and one that I would watch again. Excellent. So. Josh, you've got 25 seconds left. <laughs> oh, my God. Anything else, Anything else I'd like to say? I was born in a cabin of my father's <laughs> own um, There are parts of this movie that, as a shrill astronomer, I definitely raise issue with, but there are many more parts that I walked away as a fan saying, oh, my God, I love that. Excellent. Well, thank you, Josh. We will move on to Rick here. Rick, give us your overall remarks about Ready. the movie. Hit it up. Okay. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, as Patrick and I were saying, this was a formative experience for us seeing the first Star Wars. And uh, I think, for me, very few, none of the other movies really kind of had that uh, emotional pull as that first one. Maybe the second one. Maybe Empire Strikes Back. Um, and uh, then there was that string of terrible ones or not as good ones <laughs> that yeah, was right. And then and uh, and then this one came out, and I was really just afraid it was gonna suck. And <laughs> that whole first movie, I was like, just the whole first time I saw it, I was just like, kind of like, please don't suck, please don't suck, please don't suck. And I was like, this is not sucking. This is actually like decent. So I think my bar was low, but that said, my bar was greatly exceeded because it was so low. Um, uh, by way of background, um, I'm primarily a Trekker, less a Star Wars fan. Get out. And this brought me back to the Star Wars camp. Excellent. Wonderful. Wonderful. Keep it there. Awesome. Patrick, hit us with some remarks. Yes, indeed. So, uh, I actually foolishly went into this movie <laughs> expecting to be completely blown away and completely in love with it, and luckily... Uh, I was. Um, I, I was very pleased with it. Um, I enjoyed the new elements that were added to the, the, the Star Wars canon, as well as, and this is controversial for some people, I really enjoyed the cyclical nature of the story. The fact that they recycled a lot of story elements from original Star Wars. Um, it, it, it didn't bother me. In fact, I liked it. And, and I can go into detail as to why. I as hope we you will. will. As we <laughs> shall. I, I sure hope so. Excellent. Um, How does this compare to, um, to the original viewing experience for you? I'm well, just curious. Well, as a nine-year-old at the time, um, that was, uh, as, as Rick mentioned earlier, a very formative uh, experience mm -hmm. for me. Very formative movie. Very formative uh, uh, time. It, it, you, you walk out of that movie when you know in 1977, and it's everywhere, and nothing had happened like that before. 
you know, there was no cultural experience uh, at, at that time that hit in quite that same way. Very cool, and we shall. Thank you, Patrick. Andrea, give us your opening remarks. A female Jedi. Finally, finally, my way to my whole life to see a woman holding a lightsaber. Not just like a female android alien. (laughs) Josh raises his finger. Not (laughs) not a female alien, but a human female uh, holding a lightsaber. And um, I love that the the main three cast is a man who was born in UK, but his parents from Nigeria. And then we got Poe, who is half Cuban, half Guatemalan, the second Latino in the series. What? 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 Yeah, Tim Schmitz, who's a uh, anyways. Okay. Those are the Latino. I think Schmidt. Schmidt? No, it's Schmitz. Okay. Schmitt. okay. Schmitt. I don't know. I think it's Schmitz, actually. Yes. Anyway. And I guess I can all thank Kathleen Kennedy, the president of Lucasfilm, and how majority of their development team is female. So awesome! Yeah. And a female bad guy. And a female bad hey. guy. Hey! <laughs> sort of. She's female emancipator. Yeah. Um, all right. So I might point out at this point we haven't hit any big spoilers, but oh, yeah, spoiler yeah. alert. This whole podcast is spoiler alert. So yeah. hopefully you've seen the movie, because going on from here, we'll probably get into some, a lot of detail. <laughs> if you haven't <laughs> seen it, go see it, and you're a jerk. <laughs> Very true. Very true. All right, my opening remarks. Here we go. Um, I, too, went into this a little bit guarded, um, because as a child, I saw the re-release of the original trilogy oh. in the theaters when I went out. So, <laughs> interest, yes, uh, I got still got the viewing experience of seeing them way unaltered. They've been altered slightly, but only slightly. And so I got the original viewing experience, plus some highlighted sounds and, and things like that. Um, but this has been a very special part of my movie life pretty much why i became quite the cinephile and so i went into this very scared and expecting to be disappointed after i'd originally seen the prequels as well but i came out of it um very much enjoying the movie um i don't think there was anything that could have lowered it from an a plus in my mind though there are some (laughs) faults with it that i do have and now, the man who has kept oh, eerily silent the whole time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, James. Your co-host. Your opening remarks. Please, we shall see some dichotomy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I went into the theater hyped, Rick and friends. <laughs> I wanted to see this multiple times in the theater. I was really looking forward to seeing it in New York and in San Francisco. And about less than halfway through, I thought to myself, nope, this is garbage. Too much of everything. <laughs> Too much of everything. Too much like the original trilogy. I think that J.J. Abrams sat with a little notepad and rewatched the original three movies and just jotted down every little fucking thing that he liked about each one. Said, "I'll put that in there. I'll put that in there," including Porkins for Christ's sakes. Porkins was in it again. Too many callbacks. Too many little tips of the hat. Too many wise asses with their snappy little lines. Too much action. I could have used more development of these characters (laughs) you're talking about. Yeah. The plot was flawed as all hell. The overused snitch angle. The junk dealer was a snitch. The pirates who were completely unnecessary were snitches. The woman at the cantina was a snitch. The force wasn't consistent. Rilo could fuck up everything in the world and freeze laser beams, but then he can't handle Finn at the end? Give me a fucking break. 
The final battle was rushed. Uh, the characters were flawed as all hell. Ha- like Leia was tough to like listen to. And, and there was a bad Death Star. Oh, I didn't even get all of it in. I had so much more to say. I can't wait to keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So round as one, you Kyle, can see, one. yes, round one accomplished. Whew. There is quite the uh, range of opinions here. It seems like most people enjoyed it on some level. Some people, people who have souls enjoyed it. <laughs> oh my god! We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Some people I, round two, baby. incredibly it. enjoyed it. Some people not as much. So we're gonna move into round two of our podcast, which is going to be the attack, agree, or <laughs> rebuttal portion of nice. our podcast. That hopefully will not devolve into us throwing things at each other, but may just, in fact, do that. Or maybe one person in particular. Yeah. We brought lightsabers. Yes, there are That's lightsabers true. here. In case. <laughs> Um, so I guess um, we'll we'll just go back and yo you know what let's shift direction here so we'll start with Andrea you're going to be our our beginning point here Andrea you are more than welcome to do one of three things during this Mm. round you may a call somebody out and piggyback on their statement that you agreed with or something you really liked about the movie you can call somebody out and disagree with them and explain why or, if you so choose, you could present a new topic as well, yeah. since you're the first person. There you go. Oh, so, that means I get to go again three at the end, right? Yeah. yeah, we're trying to equal opportunity for everybody yes. right now. It's going to be, I didn't, I didn't, we're juggling. So something, one of your favorite things about it, something that you felt really strongly about after you, you viewed it. Um, also, inform us during this point how many times you've seen the film as well as we go around. I've seen it four times. Oh okay. my god. Uh, four times. Is that the most out of everybody here? I've it's seen definitely the most out of me. Out of me. Thunder. So uh okay, so four times. So give us um anything you wanna you wanna discuss right now. Any any points you wanna point out and uh and we'll give you I don't know about a minute or so strategy to do this before as well. this. I didn't I yeah, I'm not really prepared. Um I love the score. I thought John Williams Ooh. did a fantastic job. Um, I love Ray's theme. I can actually listen to the whole thing, and I still start to tear up and cry when I can tell that that you know Han, it's happening, it's happening right there, and I get, <laughs> I get emotional. Again, a strong score. Um, what else? What else? Again, I'm not prepared to make a pick for this. Well, I'll I'll jump in. You mentioned your first, the first female Jedi oh, experience yes. for you, so. How um, exciting was that to you? Do you think they handled it appropriately? And to call back to another episode, did this pass the Bechtel test? Oh, yeah. No, it didn't. No. <gasps> it didn't pass the Bechtel test. She didn't talk to another woman. Maz, Maz cannot. Oh. Not human, oh. but definitely a female. True. Who? All right. Fine. Maz can fine, fine. It does pass. The big eyed goofball? You're a goofball! <laughs> <laughs> The Yoda wannabe? Yes. You're it! Exactly. <laughs> did, she, did she talk to Leia about anything that wasn't regarding a man yeah. at all? The death of Han, but that could still be regarded as discussing a man. But it was more of mutual And loss. her search for Luke. It and does the Bechtel... Does, yeah, I was going to say, does the Bechtel test have to be about it just actually, a male person? Or does that have to be about love? It has to be a woman in a film, or two women in a film, who talk to each other about something other than a man. And I'd say it passed. Maz, Maz. If Maz counts as a non-human person, then I would definitely say it passes because they discuss her destiny. They do. All right. Excellent. Cool. Um, yeah, I would say on that on that note, yeah, it was what I've been wanting for so long, and 
I thought she was incredibly relatable. I also thought that she was the female action lead that I needed the larger male audience to see and not objectify and also to find relatable and um, uh, ask proper questions to the, the masses. And... I don't know if I can talk or how long I can talk. I think we're about out of time, so we're going to move on. <laughs> so we're going to move on. Those were, eight minutes. Those were very good Not points. Those were very good points. Um, um, so we're going to move on to Patrick, and I might also add, during this time, if something comes up that you are very passionate about, you may jump ahead of other people and interject, but that is your turn yeah. for round two, so just keep that in mind. Oh, but nice. Patrick, the floor is yours at this moment for an attack, an agreement, or rebuttal. Indeed. Uh, well, I am actually going to uh, to go ahead and, and agree uh, with Andrea. Oh, look at um, uh, regarding the, regarding regarding <laughs> cast diversity, which I think is actually a huge huge thing in this movie. Being uh, not just a very successful action movie, but I, I think I think at this time the most successful one of the most successful movies in history. Yeah, and uh, fair. And, Hmm? Hands down in North America. Yeah, yeah, hands down in North America. Uh, and it has um, a, a very diverse cast. Um, uh, like like Andrea said, uh, a black male lead, um, a, a, a woman lead, and uh, kind of a supporting character, I think, with uh, Cameron, uh, Poe um, Dameron, Dameron. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a, a Latino. Um, and that's that, that differs widely from the original Star Wars movies. And from almost every other major action franchise I can think of, um, and especially uh, having uh, a character passing the Bechtel test, yeah, um, that's rare. Um, look, <laughs> look for. I mean, I love, for instance, um, the uh, the Marvel Universe movies, but I don't think there's any Bechtel test passing. There no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, we hit those pretty hard. The Marvel Universe comic or movie only. Are we talking about the movie podcast, man? Movie podcast. Table flipping, Josh. Excellent. Anybody going to jump in on that one? Good point. Anybody want to piggyback on on Patrick, or or shall we continue? Shall we continue? I can continue. Let's continue. Rick, Rick, my man. We're good. Um, So I want to talk about effects, since we haven't really touched uh, as much on it. Uh, I think a lot of the egregiousness of the prequels had to do with how the. the combat scenes, the lightsabers, the battles with blasters, um, and uh, I think this movie got it right in terms of the sound design and the the way they treated the the weapons and the battles. the The lightsabers felt like like they had heft, which is a weird thing to say because they're made of light, but like they felt <laughs> like weapons, like heavy weapons. Like they actually like, weighs a fair They're amount. like hitting the hell out of each other with these things, like they're big like clubs mm-hmm. which is like to me more affecting than like they're swinging them around like martial artists and flying flipping through the air and doing all this stupid ass cgi shit like this is actually like people like fighting are we are we mainly focusing on tumbling yoda for that one that was a great <laughs> or dancing dancing yeah, yeah. anakin and, and obi-wan just, yeah. just doing yeah, exactly. things for the hell of this yeah. throwing around so and also a lot of the combat was very much like ground-based there wasn't these like giant sky shots where you're seeing like Hundreds of people running at each other and shooting and all mm-hmm. this shit. Like it was like you're you're behind the guy and he's shooting that guy and he's running, and he's dodging and like you're feeling like to me like it's a visceral experience. It was really exciting and I'd missed that in Star Wars movies and I liked that in you know the first movies. Mm-hmm. So um, I think they got that right. Uh, the weapons like they the lightsaber sounded dangerous and when the stormtrooper came back and had the melee weapon, 
and I was like, oh, hell yeah. Stormtroopers have probably been like, we're trying to get our ass kicked with these lightsabers. I need something. Somebody make something to do with these lightsabers. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank God. I was like, I, I love that little moment. Like, whoever that, that guy, DR22, was. TR8R. Thank you. Traitor, yes. Very, very badass. Um, I am going to use my chance to oh, jump dang, in I was here and, and skip. Um, wow. And I want to wow. agree with you <laughs> about the effects here. Because I, as you mentioned as well, the... Um, original Star Wars trilogy had so much work and love put into it. Labor of love that you could tell on everybody's part, down to the set design, the miniatures, the stop-motion animation, which arguably looked better than nearly everything in the early trilogy release. Um, and bringing back those practical effects, shooting most things on a set instead of like the whole thing in front of a green screen, I think brought that soul back to it. Having the unknown leads in that role as well, well, relatively unknown, I should say, leads in those roles, um, really brought back that mystery. Since Star Wars has always been about mysteries since the first shot of the first film. It's been about what's going to happen next, what the mysteries are. Um, and once they started incorporating green screen, it was like, there are no mysteries. Because we can put literally, and are going to put literally, anything on the screen that we want. When it came down to sound design, they were using lots of Foley artistry in this okay. movie. So hand-making lots of the sounds that they were using again. I loved that so much. Um, but like you were saying, the weight of everything. The editing in this was so good as well. All the scenes where there was intense combat going on, it wasn't sporadically chopped up into millisecond cuts of everything. You would see a stormtrooper get shot, and he would like fly backwards and land on the ground. And you saw that whole sequence, and they were really careful about having everything be on screen, much in the way that um, Steven Spielberg shoots a lot of things with big master shots, trying to keep all the action without cutting away from it to confuse you a little bit, which is status quo for the action movie nowadays with the massive, rapid, um, insane cutting. Um, that if you want a great example of, go watch Mark Forster's uh, directing of Quantum of Solace, one of the most recent Bond films. If you can watch the first 10 minutes without throwing up <laughs> you are a way better uh, person than I am but anyway that's going to be my turn I love the practical effects as you said as well Rick so Josh now it's your turn but before James I got is going to interrupt you interrupted, uh, I was going to say actually off a very natural point that both of you have made that the use of lightsabers the universe feels very different here and as an expanded universe fanboy I want to draw attention to the fact that we've mentioned the villain already this right now is a universe with one practiced force user. To the best of our knowledge, even like other traditions like the Dathomir have been pretty much chased out. So we've got a guy who built his own jankety-ass lightsaber from a fractured crystal. It barely works. He ostensibly, under Luke's tutelage, might have learned some basics of sword use, but since then has gone unopposed pretty much in this universe. Every time he pulls out a lightsaber, he wins. Hands down. There's no one who can swing against him. Literally, no one else has a lightsaber. As soon as someone else shows up, it's an untrained stormtrooper who maybe has undergone some riot baton stuff. <laughs> yeah. But he's able to hold his own against this guy who's a really deep wannabe Dark Lord of the Sith. As soon as a practice, or not unpracticed force user picks up a lightsaber, she not only can hold her own, she's pushing back against him just as hard as he's pushing against her. So she, in the land of the blind, the guy with 
a cell phone that's hooked up to an ocular implant is king. You don't need much to beat the rest of these guys. Exactly. Um, 20%. Updated saying, yeah. When we look at the prequels, and this is the only time I'm going to mention the goddamn prequels, they uh, have a ton of lightness on their feet. They're flying around. That was an abuse of special effects. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to rationalize that with these are all Force users at the very top of their game, whereas now we're seeing people who are barely taking their first steps. Good point. Ray had some staff features. She well, that's what I'm saying. Staff. Like she, the only two moves she does are a thrust yeah. and an overhand block over and over mm-hmm. again. She spams them because those are what she, she knows. knows. Yeah. Excellent. And now it has fallen to you, my friend. Okay. Well, I'm gonna stick attack to a free or rebuttal. I'm, I'm going on the attack. <laughs> I'm gonna go attack. House. <laughs> did you did you know? Did you sense this coming? Attacking our new guest, from that. Well, it's too. not oh. an attack on Patrick. It's an attack on a point he made, right? So I'm not killing the messenger, but the message. Uh, but anyway, and that is, you know, Patrick mentioned at the beginning in his opening comments that he kind of liked the recycling of the plot and the the loop de loop of retelling the same story again. And I'm here to attack that because I got cut off in my opening comment about let's not forget that there was a third fucking Death Star, a third. Death Star. Death. And to or me, um, actually, it was a Star Killer base. <laughs> well, the retrofitted planet. To me, to me, but there were three Death Stars if you count the operational version of the Moth. Nice. Oh my God! Is it whose turn is it here? Actual. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the host? Attack, anyway, James. The Empire at that moment, when they when they released the information or the plans or they fucking revealed that there was going to be yet another mega weapon, a la the Death Star, it to me reduced the Empire to. Wily Coyote Looney Tune level of buffoonery. You know, like, and that, at that moment, Han, Leia, Chewie, they should have all broken down the fourth wall, looked at the audience, and been like, wah, wah, wah. like a stupid sound effect should have went off, and they should have given, like, the shrug of the shoulders, like, guess we'll hit the weak spot again, wink. Such fucking garbage. Um, yeah, that, that, like, and, and on a, a similar point, like they were able to build a third Death Star. I found it weird that they were the good guys were called the Resistance because they won last time. And so the Empire's like in shambles. The Empire's in shambles. But but when the Resistance shows up at the Cantina scene, the Resistance totally kicks their ass. So you think the Resistance has the upper hand in the galaxy and and the Republic. Well, but then the 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 bad guys have secretly been working on their buffoonish third Death Star, and they're the bigger threat. And so the like the who's got the upper hand slash who's the underdog here cycled through like three times in a fifteen minute period. That I was like, you know, the original Star Wars, it was clear the Empire is big and bad, and the Rebels are tiny and full of hope and ambition. This one, the the Resistance, was like awesome, and they were fucking. Crack pilots one minute, but then there were a bunch of chicken shits the next, and a planet is dying, and the Empire's back on top, all within like the final half hour of the movie. Garbage. Okay, quick point here. So from from our discussion, um, we will validate things from the six movies that we had previous plus this one. So any no expanded any universe? expanded universe. I have a big problem was, with your expanded that universe. That was buddy. out canon. Out canon. You can certainly <laughs> reference. Is... And I would like to know. But what we're going to do right now is we're going to go back around. Everybody has thirty seconds to give one final. Um, Patrick... Oh no, that's not. Does he get that for a bottle for that? He he um he agreed with you. But we're going to yeah, go around no, right yeah, now. We'll go and around. He will right have a chance <laughs> yeah. to rebuttal. So everybody gets everybody gets thirty seconds to address anything back they down. want right now. So Andre, you are first to go. 30 seconds. <laughs> Just yell at James. Just say, ah, I hate you! I realistically didn't yell this at me That's for true. like a month now. I'm just going to say that 
I All broke right. my pen. I was so mad. Oh, God. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Give her a time. I'm just going to talk about Ray again. I know okay. this is, I'm almost being No, that's okay. This, but I, the reason why she means so much to me is because when I was, when I was younger and. <laughs> no, I'm oh! <laughs> oh! I did that totally on purpose. Rick, okay. grab your lightsaber. That was his tarot. <laughs> You're in the token This female. is a comedy Interrupting podcast. Interrupting the one woman. Wow, 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 wow. Interrupting the one woman. Hey, you know what? All right, go, 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 go. As I'm trying to okay, talk when about. Okay, when you were young, yes, tell me, quick. I idolized all of these adventure characters Indiana Jones, Han Solo, mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker, etc. And it wasn't until older, when I was older, that I realized I met so many men who didn't fill that character that I had been idolizing so much. I thought men were like that. And as I got older, (laughs) I realized, like, oh, I have a lot of more of these personality traits of these people that I idolized, right? There you go. And then finally I realized, like, oh, it's because you don't have... Those characters don't have to be denoted a male gender. They could be anything. And that's Mm. why it was so important to me to see Rey in this character, just to... For little girls to see her, to realize that you could be anything. Excellent. Very good. Patrick, 30 seconds. Yes, okay, so James. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Thank you. you. I'm in striking distance of the lightsaber here. We do have lightsabers on the table. We do have lightsabers. We we are all well armed. Um, So, uh, the the recycling of the plot. Um, Mm -hmm. I see this in two different ways. I see one. It is a bit of a nod and a wink uh, from the filmmaker, uh, filmmakers, writers, filmmaker, whatever, um, to the audience. Like, hey, this is a uh, reintroduction to the world of Star Wars, to, to, this, to this galaxy, to this universe. Um, and uh, I think there is some degree of we're trying to erase the pain of the prequels <laughs> by going back to something you do love. But I think also there's um, something very deliberate happening here where they are um, retelling the story because the characters within that universe know hints of that story. It is their own mythology. Luke Skywalker is a myth. Han Solo is a legend to these characters. These characters are, to some degree, representations of us actually being able to live in that universe and then to, to replay the adventures and and the uh, the trials that those that the original characters had that's that's them kind of living up to that and trying to live up to that and for the most part failing uh kylo ren for instance kylo ren very much wants to be his grandfather very much wants to be darth vader and he's a terrible darth vader that's the that's one of the great things about the characters he can't possibly be darth vader he's just like he's kind of a whiny a kid who throws temper tantrums and destroys uh, computer panels. Um, <laughs> Good point. I'm going to cut you off to move on for uh, sake of time. He's got a terrible okay. lightsaber, too, which is great. It's, I yes, think. it is great. great. Excellent. Yes. Good. And we can discuss that more later. Rick. Okay, so I don't want to be a unmitigated fanboy, so I'll mention the four things that I didn't care for in the movie. All right, Rick. Uh, General Leia, she didn't do any goddamn generaling. Like, order somebody to do some shit. Don't just, like, look or be weepy. Like, be a leader. I wish she yelled. Mas Kenyatta, not a good Yoda. Uh, Bosma? Bosma? You got this freaking amazing actress, Quendalyn Christie, and don't use her in this movie? 
they better bring her out of that trash compactor, or I will be really pissed. Says the guy wearing the Boba Fett hat, by the way. And lastly, <laughs> zing! Music. Two levels. Music, I really wanted to be moved. It was more of a callback. It didn't, it didn't move me as much as I wanted it to move. I, I mean, I appreciate John Williams, but it just didn't do much for me. All right. Perfect. Josh. I have like 14 things I want to say. <laughs> First Say off, them quickly. Shout out to Andrea. Sent me an amazing article about talking that when we look at Rey, we are seeing a Jedi. It doesn't matter that she's female. She is awesome. If I saw a little boy pretending to be Rey, that's not a bad thing. She's a badass. Mm -hmm. um, it's about freaking time. Secondly... You guys were talking about something really cool that I don't remember, so I'm going to skip it. <laughs> there was like too many things to talk about. Point, I only got 30 seconds. Well um, said. So, oh God, it's a brain was cube it about now. about the villain? Villain. The, the Darth Vader's. I got so be... many things to say. So okay. I'm going to go back to the storytelling part. Great. Uh, when we talk about recycling a story, uh, I yelled at James about this earlier. When you read <laughs> Beowulf, which is one of the classicest <laughs> pieces of Western literature, Compare Beowulf to, or the saga of Beowulf and Grendel to the saga of Beowulf and Grendel's mother. The stories follow the exact same pacing. These stories, Star Wars is a very easy, fundamental story. Lucas didn't come up with a goddamn idea. If you watch Lensman, if you watch samurai movies, if you watch westerns, they're shot for shot what Star Wars is. He interpreted them well. When we watch this movie, it is a reinterpretation of Star Wars, and I have no issue with that. I see this as a great thing. Cool. If, I, if I may interject, yes. yeah, Lucas, Lucas was was doing Kurosawa, and Kurosawa was doing uh, American westerns. So we are literally retelling stories across cultures, and that satisfies such a basic human like it scratches an itch all of our brains feel. It's mm -hmm. totally cathartic. It's wonderful. I have zero issue with it. All right, I, James, you're I, up. I have issue with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to use my 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 second tier fast first Ray. Uh, I felt her character was completely underdeveloped. Can you think of a, a, a meaningful moment of dialogue that she had? Absolutely. To me, she just had a bunch of yeah. facial expressions <laughs> and quirky little holding up pieces of spaceship. And um, too much action. I could like her character. She was cheated. And as far as like, oh yeah, having a female Jedi. Yeah, I am. I'm very happy about that too. But it's very much a sort of symbolic victory because um, Harrison Ford was still paid exponentially more to be in this movie than she is. So don't don't lose track of the real goal here. Like, yay, we have a female Jedi, but. Oh, glass ceiling still firmly in place because Han Solo, for his his like you know secondary status in this movie, earned way more fucking money, and this is a, the planet is run on the economy, so the males are still very comfortably in the lead. Thank you very much. So I wouldn't celebrate symbolic victories. Go for the real goal. And as far as the re the retelling of the story, we'll get into this more later. But um, I disagree with Josh about the whole Beowulf thing because we retell Beowulf and, and things like that as a brand new startup, like. This is Star Wars. It's Star Wars is still going on, and you retold the same story now twice in the same saga. Like when they remake Superman, the understanding is okay. That movie that you saw a few years ago doesn't exist. We're completely starting over. But this is a retelling of that same like yeah, simple narrative that we all love in the same narrative. And so I find that to be very cheap and lazy. Actually, I don't find it to be inspiring and cathartic. I find it to be a cheap ass cash grab. <sighs> The search We're gonna for get more, more money. Piece. Yes, thank you. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm shit. done with that. Okay, anyway. my final statements yeah. for this involve. Um, Wait, we're not allowed to talk after this. No, we're going oh, to. We're, we're going to uh, do something special. Um, I say <laughs> that all the time. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Um, again, I think that to some extent, everybody's points have been valid so far. Not to be wishy-washy. Um, 
but I agree exactly with what Josh, you were talking about in that these types of stories are the same exact things that we've been telling since the beginning of time, just dressed up differently. Um, which is one of the reasons why I'm going to conclude our first episode here, uh, part one of our Star Wars podcast, by saying, over the holiday break, I went back and watched every single Star Wars movie. I watched all of the extended editions of The Lord of the Rings. Um, so I spent a lot of time watching movies. Jesus. And yeah. <laughs> when you say every single Star Wars movie, are we also talking like Ewok Adventure? Christmas, Christmas special. I'm talking about holiday special. everything but the holiday special, which I have seen before. So but I all of the Ewok movies. Well. No Ewok movies. Sorry, Josh. The 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 seven canon films that we have, I watched over holiday break, and I watched all the Lord of the Rings films to compare them to another fantasy trilogy, and I left with a surprising epiphany and revelation, which was that I actually enjoyed the prequel trilogy to Star Wars. And on that note, oh ladies God. and gentlemen, oh, we're going to conclude whoa. part one of our Star Wars podcast. Thank you all so much for being here. We're going to do this again, part two, which is going to come out very soon. We might even record it right now. Who knows? Um, and that'll uh, be released to, uh, very soon. So stay tuned. In the meantime, if you haven't seen Star Wars, I apologize for... Spoiling it for you, if you made it this far, go What's see wrong it with you? immediately. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Everyone's seen it. Um, it's got more money than, than our country probably at this Never point. See it again. Um, so, uh, so we'll pick up here again. Go watch the movies, get some context so we can have an educated discussion. And we will uh, be talking at you very soon. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Cash grab motivator. And cut.